Hey everybody, this is Matt Hartman with the Race Nerd Podcast right here on CJCC Radio. Thank you once again for tuning in. Hopefully you are enjoying this show and the plethora of programming CKCC Radio provides you each and every week. Um, we got a lot to talk about. we got to talk about uh, NASCAR running their inaugural weekend at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. we got Indy 500 qualifying, which actually did see drivers bumped from the field for the first time in quite a number of years. Um, we got Monaco, which is still weird that it's not happening the same Sunday as the Coke 600 Indian Indianapolis 500. Uh, and we also have um, a Pop Quiznos. Pop Quiznos is returning for the first time in a couple of weeks. Um, so why don't we get to that? Just recently, as in, you know, probably a day or so so, before the rec- this recording that you are hearing right now, um, it, it was announced that a former kart series driver, former champ kart series driver, Andre Ribeiro lost his battle with cancer. Now, Andre Ribeiro and Alfonso Ribeiro, two different people, although both of them have uh, some pretty interesting ties in racing, you know, well, Alfonso does. Uh, he's a former uh, Long Beach Pro-Am um, champion. Um, for those of you who remember the Long Beach Grand Prix, they would run the um, the, the celebrity Pro-Am there. And Alfonso, um, besides being uh, a figure in pop culture as Carlton Banks... And having his own dance on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Bel-Air, which I think made him more of a breakout star than anybody else on the show. I mean, obviously everybody knew Will Smith, but that's beside the point. Um, getting back to the question about um, Andre Romero, because I know a lot of people will be confused by it probably confused a lot more with the way I'm wording everything right now. Anyway, Andre Ribeiro holds the distinction for giving what manufacturer their very first win in uh, American Open Wheel competition? The answer at the end of the show. Uh, So, um, getting talking about this weekend. Uh, this weekend was Coda and Indy 500 qualifying. Uh, both of them had their fair share of excitement um, and disappointment. Um, Going to give you basically a you know kind of kind of wrap everything up in a little bow. I'm not going to go too in depth because if you've been reading uh, social media, social media has been ripping NASCAR uh, for this weekend. Uh, at Coda, in particular the Cup race, um, Austin, Texas. You know, it's sunny and dry 300 days of the year, uh, but in that 65 days, it rains. Uh, and this weekend was no exception to those rainy 65 days uh, that saw both 
Saturday and Sunday, drivers tackling this brand new road course in the rain. Uh, Saturday would see the truck series with Todd Gilliland uh, picking up the second win of his career for um, for Front Row Motorsports. Yes, the same Front Row Motorsports that won the Daytona 500 with Michael McDowell. Uh, they pull off two unbelievable wins. Um, if you had if you had these two wins uh, and you picked uh, Front Row, you know, to win. I think people would have thought you were crazy. Um, but as 2021 has been, you know, never expect uh, anything but the unexpected. Um, Todd Gillen picks up the win. Kaz Grella, who is a really good road racer, did finish runner-up with um, Young's Motorsports. Uh, in what we saw is a return to qualifying, um, seeing drivers like Norm Benning and... Uh, Spencer Boyd, uh, two two truck drivers that I, I really do like and I, I really do pay attention to. Um, Norm in particular, uh, because uh, Norm, as I said, you know, previously he's from Pennsylvania. I, I have a lot of ties to him uh, uh, through um, through various people and various businesses that he, you know. That, that sponsor him and whatnot. So uh, I always have love for Norm Benning. Uh, it was just a shame that he did not get to compete in the first ever uh, Coda race. Uh, but as I said, we, you know, we had a welcome return to qualifying and practice uh, due to it being a brand new um, venue on the circuit uh, and not letting drivers just go out there and just um, basically their only laps on the track would be um, in race mode. Uh, so we had that, like I said, really good for Todd Gilliland. Um, and just a very, very quick turnaround, probably within half hour, 45 minutes, we had, um, the Xfinity race, which saw Kyle Busch, uh, win his 98th career Xfinity race, two away from that magic number of a hundred. Um, it's been said that Kyle will retire from Xfinity Racing once he hits that number. Um, and I know a lot of people were pissing and moaning because um, he led pretty much the entire thing. Um, and, that it, and that it was not fair, but, you know, be it as it may, he went out there, he competed, he won. Um, in a race that I think was more, not much for ego, but I think it was getting him up to speed and everything for what to expect in the Sunday Cup race. Um, other drivers that competed, uh, you had um, Kevin Harvick, who finished in the top 10 uh, with BJ McLeod um, Motorsports in a, uh, in a practice, for, basically a practice for, um, for Sunday's race, along with Tyler Reddick, who was able to get Jordan Anderson's uh, Jordan Anderson Racing's Xfinity car finally into the field, uh, where he actually finished in the top 10, which is great. Um, so they would get that practice and get up there. Uh, Reddick would actually move into Sunday's race by winning the pole. Um, the first pole for uh, Richard Childress Racing 
on a road course since 1996. The only other driver to, uh, the last driver to do that, I should say, not the only driver, but the last driver to do that for RCR was the one and only late great Dale Earnhardt. Uh, so, this race, you know, as Saturdays would run in the rain, and actually, the, for running in the rain on a brand new course, I, the, I found the truck race very enjoyable. I saw highlights of the Xfinity race. Um, as you guys know, I've been working quite a bit, so <laughs> I've actually I actually fell asleep um, prior to the Xfinity race. Just out of exhaustion. I so, anyway, moving on to Sunday. Uh, Sunday we would have Braddock on the pole. You know, we would have we would have a full field. Nobody really going home from that race. And um, this race was the opposite of Saturday's. Um, there was some good racing uh, throughout, but um, it will always be notable for. The um, how the how should I say this? I I the disaster that would come of it. Um, NASCAR, which has implemented rain tires and windshield wipers and all, um, this was not a good race, and NASCAR kind of had their hands tied. Uh, as the forecast was calling for rain um, throughout the weekend and into the beginning of the week. Um, so they they tried their best to get this race in. Um, a race that saw a, very, some, a couple of very scary accidents that not even uh, Fox was able to pick up some of them, uh, like the Bubba Wallace-Kevin Harvick wreck. Uh, that saw both of them retired to the garage. And a very, very scary wreck where Martin Truex Jr. would get into Michael McDowell. Uh, he would back clear off, and due to the rain and the spotters not able to see, um, was plowed into behind from um, Cole Custer. Uh, Custer would end up basically with Truex on his hood before hitting the guardrail. Uh, all the drivers involved, um, Wallace, Harvick, uh, Custer, and um, Truex, they would all walk away under their own power, maybe a little sore, um, but the race would end as the rains would continue and really make it hard to, hard to see. Um, Due to visibility, NASCAR would throw the red flag and eventually award Chase Elliott his first win of the season. Yes, uh, last year's uh, Cup Series champion would pick up his first win. And this win would actually tie Hendrick Motorsports with uh, Petty Enterprises for the most wins in Cup Series history. Uh, the next chance they have is the Coca-Cola 600 this coming weekend in Charlotte. And um, this would also be the 800th win for Chevrolet as a brand. Uh, so, so very historic. Um, it's cool to see it like that. Unfortunately, the race was cut short. Uh, 14 laps 
um, in a race that would have been very interesting had it gone all the way through. As um, Elliott was short on fuel, um, some other teams had already pitted <coughs> before the red flag was thrown. So, I mean, some people are saying that Elliott was given a gift with this one. I personally think that the race should have been red flagged uh, earlier than that. But I, I do applaud NASCAR as they've tried everything for this. Uh, and it's led some discussions too. Do we continue these races in the rain, especially with conditions that they had? Um, I'm not ready to write off uh, racing in the rain just yet, uh, as we see other series do it. IndyCar um, being one on their road courses, um, you know, endurance racing like IMSA uh, and all they they do it. Uh, so, I'm not ready to write it off yet. I do think that there need to be changes. Um, the tires that they had really, really worked well. Um, the windshield wipers uh, did the best that they could, um, given it being a race car, especially with, you know, such limited experience that these teams have racing in the rain. Um, but I, I do agree that there needs to be a braking light system um, in in these cars. I'm sure it'll be worked into the car, um, the Gen 7 cars uh, that will be appearing on the track next season. Um, hopefully we will have it by the next time we go to a road course like Road America. Um, just for that reason, in case it does rain. Um, like I said, I'm sure NASCAR is already... As soon as they got back to um, to Charlotte and Daytona, uh, they were already working at it in their um, in in their um, capacity, you know, and figuring out a way to do this safely and effectively, um, and cost effectively as well for the teams uh, to to implement such a system, so we don't have incidents like the Custer Truex one. So um, overall. I, I, I kind of was a little disappointed with Saturday, although there was some great racing, some great moments, um, and I was super excited. Yes, I was very disappointed that Harvick did not finish because I, I think had there not been the wreck with uh, Bubba Wallace, he would have been up there, uh, but I was very excited to see uh, Chase Briscoe, who I'm becoming more and more of a fan with every week. Um, finally get his first top 10 of the season uh just missed out on a top five uh and briscoe is very very good on road courses in knowing that we have the road course at indy and road america um it seems like that 14 team is taking a step in the correct direction uh so uh, i think that this young man can make up some points and i would not be surprised as we get later into the season, he gets more accustomed with this, that we see him competing at these road courses. So, with that said, um, we leave behind Coda. We look at the Coke 600 this coming weekend. And going right up against that earlier in the day is the Indianapolis 500, where Scott Dixon will be starting on the pole. Um, we got quite a field. We got... There were many, many stories as who were the drivers who were going to make it. Would um, Juan Pablo Montoya and uh, Helio Castro Neves 
uh, Montoya with uh, in a third McLaren uh, Schmidt Peterson car. Whether they will qualify, whether uh, Helio Castro Neves would um, qualify in the um, in the Meyer Shank Racing Honda as a teammate to Jack Harvey. You know, with other former winners like Tony Kanaan and Ryan Hunter Ray and Alexander Rossi fare, uh, how Team Penske would fare. Um, how would uh, one off drivers of teams like um, Top Gun Racing uh, with RC Enerson and um, Peralta Racing with uh, Simona Di. De Silvestra in the first all-female-led team uh, qualify for the Indianapolis 500. At the end of qualifying, at the end of the two days, when the last car would return to Gasoline Alley on bump day, we would see R.C. Enerson of Top Gun Racing and Charlie Kimball in a fourth car put out by A.J. Foyt Racing uh, fail to make the 105th Indianapolis 500. Um, field is set. We are ready. Uh, we got carb day on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday or Thursday as I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Uh, so we have all that and I am certain we are going to have some really good racing. Uh, the Indianapolis 500 always puts on a show. I think odds makers are already uh, saying that this is going to be another Scott Dixon win. Uh, but don't write off other drivers like Takuma Sato, last year's winner, uh, who is a two-time Indy 500 winner, was so close to being a three-time Indy 500 winner before wrecking on the, um, the front stretch on the final lap just a few years back. Uh, another driver to watch out for is the number four of uh, J.R. Hildebrand. I think this may be J.R.'s best effort uh, in an IndyCar. Um, you know, and there's other drivers to keep an eye on. Can hometown boy Ed Carpenter uh, win at the track that his step family owned for so many years, being the stepson of... Uh, Indy Racing League founder Tony George. Um, can can Tony Canaan or Castro Neves or Montoya go out and, and win the big one in basically their swan song of IndyCar racing? Uh, so many, so many stories going to, into this 500. Can, can one of the Penske drivers pick up uh, their first win in the 500 uh, as a track owned by Roger Penske, both figuratively and literally. Now, um, can that happen? Will, you know, there's so many, so many stories. How will Sylvester in this all-female team uh, perform in the Indy 500? Like I said, so many stories, so many great moments. I can't wait for it. Um, there's two races that I truly wait for all season long, the Daytona 500, um, and the Indianapolis 500. Uh, I am really looking forward to both of them. Well, I'm looking forward to the Coke 600, I should say, and the Indianapolis 500. 
Uh, we did have Monaco um, this past weekend. Um, usually, it's on the same day as the, as the 500 and the 600, uh, which would see Max Verstappen pick up the win. Um, and a very unique race because um, Lewis Hamilton, you know, the reigning, defending, multi-time, supposedly the best ever to ever compete in an F1 car, although I highly disagree with that. I can name two other drivers just within the past 30 years that I'm familiar with who are a much better driver than Lewis Hamilton. Um, that uh, Hamilton did not sniff the podium as he would start 7th and finish 7th. And that should tell you about the competition on how equal everything is in the world of Formula 1. But with that said... Monaco is a amazing, amazing circuit. Um, probably more people tune in for the Grand Prix of Monaco than they would for any other uh, F1 race. Although F1 is very popular around the world, just not as much as you'd think here in the U.S. Uh, so you have all that. You have uh, Antron Brown, the... Um, Former top fuel champion for Don Schumacher Racing and former Pro Stock Motorcycle Racing uh, champion uh, announced this past week that he would be starting his own top fuel team. Uh, it's not known whether it will be in uh, uh, with a in a partnership with Don Schumacher Racing, who he currently races for, um, and uh, it's. I'm assuming that his sponsorship from Matt Go Tools will go with him. Uh, I wish Antron the best. I had a chance to meet him about 20 years ago at a um, at a Northeast Motorsports show in Pennsylvania. Um, nicest young man you will ever meet. At the time, he was competing for a former NFL player uh, Troy Vincent in his pro stock motorcycle effort. Um, Antron is definitely one of the guys who I root for when I watch NHRA. Um, obviously, along with the uh, with John Force in uh, Team Force, John Force Racing. Um, Antron really is one of those uh, drivers. Anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap up this week by um, giving you the answer to. Um, to uh, our, our pop quiznos, and that is the late Andre Ribeiro gave what former, um, or what engine manufacturer their first win in American open wheel racing. And that engine manufacturer is still currently running um, in the top uh, series in um, open wheel racing here in America as they still compete in IndyCar. And that engine manufacturer is Honda. He would give Honda his their first win of the season. Um, and I, I think that's a, a great tradition. And that's going to be one of those little trivia nuggets that you will see in this year's the, uh, Indianapolis 500. Obviously, when they touch on Honda, as Ribeiro would do that. Uh, unfortunately, Ribeiro, I don't believe, actually ever competed in the Indy 500. Um, if he did, it would have been early in his career prior to the 
uh, in uh, cart IRL split. So, with that said, um, I did push back the Jimmy Johnson um, IndyCar. Uh, my thoughts on that. I did push that back one more week, um, possibly two weeks, because I do want to really uh, talk about the Indy 500 uh, and the Coke 600 this coming weekend. I, I do want to talk about that on next week's show. So, anyway... We will have that uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, and IndyCar series look, and we'll talk about that. Uh, That'll probably be two weeks out. So, until then, I'm Matt Hardman. Uh, This is the Race Nerd Podcast, and I now can finally say I'll see you at the track. Have a good week, everybody.